This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 979, December 13th, 2022. 53 degrees was the high temperature record. That was in 1891, and it was uh, 21 below in 1917. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I have I have much to get to. Okay, let's hit the ground running, baby. It's no, n- it's no not laughter. it's not news that the failed academy would uh, disabuse their little snowflakes of using the word Christmas. That's not news. We've been covering that right. for years. Yes, <coughs> but perfect health. Excuse me. But in England, uh, what the name they've chosen to replace Christmas uh, does bear mention. I was unaware that they were going to change the name in across the big pond. Well, Christmas is too Christian centric, and uh, we have to uh, we have to get rid of it, and we're going to call it the winter closure period. Oh no, that, uh, I don't that's see not a baby even, in a manger. That's not even accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Isn't that when winter about starts? Not not if you're a twenty first or it is the winter closure. For normal period. people, yes. For normal people, yes. winter is just beginning. <laughs> Brighton University said the word Christmas is is all wrong, and uh, they're not going to use it anymore because it's offensive and it's Christian centric. Well, it is. <laughs> it, it's the birth of Christ. I suppose you could look at it that way. Yeah, but yeah. you know, other than that, it's not very Christian centric. Uh, so, yeah, it's winter closure period, and we have to use that to avoid offending students. Why don't these jackasses, really? instead of wrecking our holiday, just create a new one? And, and, how's and a good point. And leave, leave us alone. Well, another guy, email had a great point. Emailer, I don't have it in front of me, but I can remember it. He had a great point. Uh, if, if people get to be offended by Christmas trees and librarians rush out there to remove them— okay. uh, in that case, they were reinstalled. If if these little children who attend university are offended by the word Christmas, they're not. They just don't even know anything about it. Uh, why don't Why don't I get to be offended? And I, it's not offense. It's I think it's inappropriate. Oh, that's got to get this right here. <laughs> well, I don't want drag queen story hours in schools. But that's inclusive. Too late. Why is that okay? Too late. It's inclusive. Well, so are Christmas trees. No, no, are no. Are we no, going to no. have to change all the songs too? Is it going to be John telling Yoko, "Happy Winter Closing Solstice"? Yeah. Happy Winter Closing Solstice. What if it's in? Uh, yeah. What if the students don't want it? There's, yeah, never, there's pushback never mind from us. The, there's pushback from the students. Never mind us old farts bitching about everything, or even the parents. What if the students themselves don't want it? Then you're not being very inclusive, are you? Not no, you're all. not. 
Not at all. All right, let's move on to Brooklyn Center High School in the failed academy. Uh, I'll, there's some failed academy news out of Eden Prairie, too, where apparently they want to uh, uh, reprimand the basketball coach. Yeah. Because he was teaching uh, the kids, uh, I guess his team. Proper etiquette on social media. Which I thought was a wise thing for him to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys, watch the trouble you can get into with this BS on social media, which I thought was a very prudent thing. For, well, uh, as long as I'm mouthing off about it. it. I'm glad well, you're bringing this up. Let me, let me go to yeah. it. Uh, was it in the Minnesota section or the sports section? I thought it was the headlines said something about... Racist oh. remarks. Oh, for Pete's sake. Aren't you glad page. I read the paper today? Uh, wow. yeah. It's Why not in the it? front page of my paper. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, it was yeah, on mine either. It was on the front lower right on mine. Do you front get one of those bargain right. papers that... Uh, I have fusion as a step closer to reality. New city? Uh, help me, everybody. Come on, don't <laughs> just sit looking. there. Help me. It's on the front page of the... Mine uh, tore up. Uh, I don't troops, at least three. Uh, basketball. <laughs> Maybe it's sports. Uh, oh, it might have been the be... it might have been the sports page. You're right. Yeah, never know, Chris. Huh? Do we? Dang you it. think that would be in the metro? Eden Prairie yeah, out of sports. Reading the Bottom sports. right of sports, John. Height. Oh, I'm sorry. I have you the should be section. Eden Prairie boys basketball coach David Flom has been suspended while the school district investigates racist language he used in a meeting with his players. Uh, boy, when I think back to the meetings I had with coaches, oh, yeah. an email sent to players, not that they were racist, by the way, but I heard some <laughs> profanity once in a while. An email sent to players, parents, and alumni indicated Flom read a racial slur aloud during a classroom session Wednesday with his players and assistant coaches. The focus of the session was responsible use of social media. These precious fools... If that's all it is, this guy saying, guys, watch what you say on this BS. It's going to do nothing but get you in trouble. For example, never say bleep, Mm -hmm. whatever the word was. So what? Right. Mm -hmm. You precious phonies. Now, if you want to correct me and say he went on a long diatribe with using the N-word or whatever, okay, I'll back off. But you have no evidence. I've provided nothing here because you also protect yourselves by failing to communicate. I actually have a snippet of it. What? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's what I'm mad about, Joe. We don't even know what was said or read or anything. The the guy's on the right track trying to warn these young people about the perils of social media. And he said, look at this. Deborah used words like this. And he said the word. And these precious fools who stand up between... I'm getting carried away. No, here's why you're not getting carried away. Because... The analogy that we made years and years ago about police is the same thing that's happening with coaching, especially as it relates to the high school ranks. Where what, what analogy <laughs> do we make? Parents have absolutely ruined coaching across the board. And, and the problem is you're now going to get a lot of people that are qualified to become coaches that just simply don't want to deal with the nonsense and can the I, headaches. Can I ask you something? Yes. What do parents have to do with this? Did you read the story? Oh. Oh. It, it was complaints from somebody, uh, yeah. assuming a, a kid who came home and said, hey, guess what the coach said? Oh. And then the parents. I'd kick that say. kid's ass off the team. But that's the problem, <laughs> Joe. You, you can't do that. And, and a lot of people, just like you know, a lot of people that, that are qualified to be policemen, 
or women. Yeah. A lot of people that we want to be politicians. No one wants to deal with the crap anymore because parents have made this an undesirable job. No, it's the frauds in the failed academy who have attempted to put their arms around everything and have failed at everything. I told my wife this morning that uh, it reminds me of Blazing Saddles. People that think that's a racist movie. No, it's the opposite. It's trying to teach you not to be racist, and so was this guy. But instead, somebody complains. because. Did you see where two St. Paul teachers, one of whom is a guy named Aaron Benner. Yeah, we've had him on the show. We've had him on the show. We've had him on the show. He's now at Hill Murray. Uh, He spoke to the press about the conditions in the public school system years ago. And he was so harassed by his superiors that he left. Mm -hmm. And he won a settlement. He won a a big settlement. Another woman was a special care, uh, what do you call it, special needs teacher. She was, and she complained that we don't have the the program in place. You don't have the materials. And she was undone by her superiors because the superiors are trying to protect the illusion that they have this under control. And they don't. They have nothing under control. They're miserable failures. They're incompetent. And now here this coach, apparently a very successful basketball coach, uh, is is doing the right thing by warning these kids about the what perils of social be? media, and he uses a word that some tweet, some twerp in the in the meeting. I'd find out who that was, and I'd say you're not on this team right. anymore. Oh yeah, and that wouldn't result in a I mean, lawsuit. I suppose it would. Yeah, <laughs> but good lord, what a bunch of BS! You people are sick. As a parent, you're just I would sick. I would have asked that child. Okay, he used that. But what did you learn from his little session? And it's everywhere. You're calling Christmas winter closure period. You're firing or you're not firing him yet. You suspended a coach because he used a word that he doesn't want kids to use. You know, I've, I've spent some time coaching. So have I. And the thing that a, 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 a thing cigar that going the whole time. A lot of kids <laughs> don't realize, especially right away, is just because a coach may or may not be yelling at you, Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not rooting for you. Oftentimes, the coaches are the toughest on the ones that they want to achieve the most. And but, that's something that's completely lost. No, I understand. Let's turn our attention to the failed academy known as Brooklyn Center High School. Yes. And the Brooklyn Center, uh, this is from Steve, and I trust his emails, but I had Rookie confirm it. Uh, the Brooklyn Center School District is defending a mural that attacks police officers and promotes Black Lives Matter. The mural displayed in the main hallway in Brooklyn Center High School is littered with anti-law enforcement phrases such as F-12, F-blank-blank-blank. Wow. Blank, what? The poli- what? Just bear with me. <laughs> and Blue Lives Don't Exist. It was, created, wow. it was created after the death of Dante Wright, who was fatally shot by Kim Potter. Uh, following that arrest. It's appalling that they're allowing this kind of thing up in my school, according to Tracy Nat Cracked, a local parent. Students are not being taught to respect authority, she said. Well, of course not. It's a failed, miserably failed academy. They are saying the police don't matter, and that's what's so offensive about it, said Cracked, who was at the school recently for a wrestling match. Cracked said school officials are doing a disservice to students by teaching them to disrespect police. Of course they are. Governor Walls allows these kinds of things to go on in our schools. It's 
really disheartening that our tax dollars are paying for this. Not to mention your tax dollars paid for $250 million food fraud and you reelected the same characters. The education the kids are receiving is certainly not helpful for them to be able to think it's okay to feel that way and think they and think that way about another human being, she said. Well, good for this parent. I don't know where Steve is getting her quotes. Crack said her emotions started bubbling when she saw the artwork because she comes from a long line of law enforcement officials. My father is a retired state trooper. I have a brother who's an active state trooper right now. I have a sister who is medically retired from the state patrol. I have a brother-in-law who is a Minnesota cop. Every profession has had uh, bad people. Overall, I know the police are good and we need them. District officials said the piece is an example of one of the many tools students used to process Wright's death. Go bleep yourself, you phonies. That's in a public school. Mm -hmm. Following the police killing of Dante Wright and the subsequent unrest around the Brooklyn Center community and throughout the metro area, Brooklyn Center students developed this piece of artwork, it's not artwork, and used it as a way to process their response to what they saw as happening in their community, according to a statement from the district. You frauds, you, you injurious fools. Our district's mission is to become a justice-centered school community. Well, that's not justice-centered. And we fuel the unique genius of each student. I've never seen such BS. It was and continues to be important for the district to provide young people a space to authentically process their experiences. So what, they, what they're really saying is that we need to provide a space for them to express outright hatred. Now, you emailed or you called the district. <clears throat> yes. And you got where? I got the that? communications office. And, and they're poor at communicating. Well, they, um, she did confirm that, yes, that piece of artwork is there All that right. says those words. Yep. And then she followed it up with, I'm also going to send you our prepared press release. I'm sure. And I well, have it not would been be what I just yet. read. It would be we're offering a space for wounds to heal and all yeah. all of this generic BS. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it is list, uh, listed online, too, yeah. the okay. press release. While we do not condone all of the language oh, included in the mural, frauds. We, we understand the emotions that led to students expressing themselves in this way. Is the, uh, it is the main, truly uh, a sadness. It, it's, it's truly a pathetic to have the education of these kids in the hands of such incompetent people. I want to hear some of those phrases again. Start right. over. I, I'm just, I'm still stunned. F12, what's that mean? Or 12 cops? Okay, that is hate speech. Yeah, uh, 12, yep. Go ahead. F, F asterisk pound sign exclamation point the police. Uh, hate speech. Blue lives don't exist. Hate. Uh, now those are the three. Uh, it's uh, it says it's littered with anti-law enforcement phrases such as so maybe there's more than those three. Well, the three you read are straight up hate, and there's no other way to describe that. So their hate is okay because they're the uh, they're the uh, underlings of the failed academy, and the failed academy uh, is so miserably failed. And it's everywhere. 
It's everywhere. Grade school, Catholic school, private <laughs> school, public school, universities. It's failed. I'm excusing GL teachers, but they're getting fewer and farther between, and their work cut out for them to push back is extraordinary. What there wasn't if... one GL teacher at Brooklyn Center, school, maybe there was, who said this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. Are th- the leaders in these failed academies, are they afraid to push back, or do they just, um, in both of these cases, Brooklyn Center and Eden Prairie, are they afraid to push back, or do they truly believe they are in the right? Afraid to push back. Well, they got to get a paycheck, so they, a lot of them just put up with it. And in the meantime, the academy swirls down the drain. It's How pointless. do you it's live pointless with to even go to school there? It's just pointless. <clears throat> Um, wow. F12, it's unclear where the t- slang 12 meaning cops originated. According to the Salt Lake Tribune, some believe it came from the uh, p- TV police show Adam 12. That's, that's what I always thought. It's from yeah. Barney yeah. Miller, which was set in the 12th precinct. Hmm. All right. It's unclear, but that's there's what it no means. mystery about F asterisk pound sign exclamation point the police. That's just, they're filling in the blame. I wonder why the failed academy didn't let, let them write the whole F word. Why not? That's a good question. Why? I guess they drew the line there. And blue lives don't exist. That's an inaccurate statement. It, the whole thing is, it's, it's, it's pathetic. The whole thing is pathetic. The failed academy is pathetic. It's ruined this country. Everything that's ruining this country has come from the failed academy. Everything. I think seven, Mary, three, and four was chips. Uh, And by the way, Minneapolis schools are going broke. Uh, They need your money. That was in the paper over over the weekend. Yeah, they need more of our money, Joe. And the St. Paul public schools won't let their employees talk to the media. And if they do, they get gassed. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, that's nice. I thought only censorship happened at the uh, national level. Oh, no, it's everywhere. Got it. And for the nerds out there, F12 is a function button found in the upper right of your computer. Thank you. <laughs> That's the other meaning. I don't know what F12 does on a computer. Uh, there's an airplane on mine. It's what a key that? found at the top of oh, almost airplane all computer mode keyboards. Is on. The key is often used to open Firebug, Chrome Developer Tools, or other browser debug tools. Do we sound old? Holy yes. and, crap. Oh, what's this button And for? the F-14 Tomcat is what well, Maverick this? flew at the end of Top Gun Maverick. Well, that's that's all funny, except, except we're dying. We're, we're going under. It's it, That's all funny stuff, and we're funny people. Hey. But it's <laughs> over. That You can't have that in a school. That's That's virtually yelling fire in a crowded theater. It is. You can have that in a school, but you can't have the coach in the school saying that. Yeah, the coach is advising people what not to say on social media. And he uses gets one reprimanded. Of the words, but at Brooklyn Center High School, they have this mural up. Ding, ding. You call that a mural? That's ding, ding art. We are backwards. Oh, man. Oh. Gator hooks. They are strong. What about them? Well, they're now in a thousand Home Depot stores throughout the U.S. You don't tell me. They got a special display at the main entrance where you can see, touch, and buy Gator Hooks, the greatest storage device ever made. It's a magnet. You put it on any steel surface. It attracts people. Bang, bang, boom. It attracts people. But here's the deal. Uh, You'll see that metal backing, which you can use to create a storage area. 
on wooden or non-metal surfaces. They're, this this is a you know what this this magnet is? It's the BMW Mini Cooper of magnets. Okay. It's going to become the gift that keeps on giving. That the BMW Mini Cooper, based off the original Mini, has now invented about 400 different types of Mini Coopers. Now. These magnets are going to be growing and growing and growing. Their use is just going to become incredible. You can go to GatorMagnetics.com, click on the Home Depot logo, enter your zip code, and you'll be steered to the nearest Home Depot that has Gator Magnetics. All right. You got that? Copy. Go to GatorMagnetics.com, click on the Home Depot logo, enter your zip code, bing, bang, boom. Why don't you do it for fun? Rook, I have. I'm going to do it right now. And 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 they'll tell you the nearest Home Depot that is uh, stocked with the uh, Gator Magnetics. Okay, what do I do again? Go to GatorMagnetics.com. All right, all right. Gator Let's see if this works. I'm sure it does. Dot com. Go all to right. ho- go to the Home Depot logo. All right. You see one? Yep, right in front and center. Mm-hmm. All right, click on it. Clicked on it. All right, give them your address where you live down in... I don't want to give them my address. Already, no, no, not your address. Give them your zip it code. It already gives me... I don't even have to do that. It already gives me a choice. Give me your zip... Give them oh. the zip code down there in Boom. Hayseedville, wherever you live. Chocopee. <laughs> and where's the nearest Home Depot to you? Chocopee. That has Gator Magnetics. Boom, right there. there. New Brighton. Right New Brighton there. for me here at the uh, studio. Really? Yeah. Oh, you put in the studio zip code. I didn't even do that. I just well, went the, the, then what? The computer knows where you are. A smart computer. I'm just going to hit F12. It's a <laughs> what? It's a storage <laughs> oh, device invented in the garage uh, by garage logicians. It's a really, really cool idea. GatorMagnetics.com. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Well, I'm just taking the ass out of your ears. Chris, Chris Kenny's ready. <clears throat> this guy wears not many hats. Not indoors. I understand. Joe Suchere. There's nothing more fun than buying Christmas presents for myself. <laughs> that is more fun, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's so fun. You know you're going to like it. <laughs> it's, it's that time of season when we have many good reasons to buy the motorcycle we've all been wanting for years. And at Moon Motorsports, we'll experience the best reasons of the season. Number one, end of the year. That means manuf- manufacturer incentives. They're at their best right now as the New Year's models are arriving. Number two, stock replenishment also at its peak. So in-store selection is amazing. Number three, zero payments for 90 days. That's great financing right now at Moon. Uh, Number four, free winter storage or free in-state delivery for all motorcycle purchases. 
Number five, let's get off our ass and jam. A stop at Moon Motorsports in Monticello. It's a short drive from the Twin Cities. And discover what is the most exciting power sports showroom in our area. You can also, I kind of sounded like Royce there for a second. Yes, um, did. What's <laughs> You can also uh, see it on the website, moonmotorsports.com. Count along here. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo, and now Gas Gas. How many did I just count off? 11, 11, 11, 11 brands in one shop. They're south of 94, (laughs) west of 25 in Monticello, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Yesterday I mentioned to you uh, fellows, and I was met with derision, of course, that I came across a story over the weekend in which Fry uh, was lamenting uh, what's happening to downtown Minneapolis, and I said I almost feel sorry for him. And you guys said, no way, no, he no, doesn't deserve no, he to does be not deserve I, I've been thinking about it on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. It's not so much that I feel sorry for him. I found the story I have in front of me. It was the play story in the uh, Saturday Star Tribune. It's not so much that I feel sorry for him. It's that I'm, uh, I, I feel <laughs> that he and his ilk, and this is true, every city run by Mysterians, they we're learning they they quite literally don't know what they're doing. No. They they're they've jumped the shark as they say. And this is a piece the headline of which was a double shock for downtown Minneapolis. Marshalls is closing in January and Ameriprise Financial is going to cut its office space in half. Mm. Uh, which is a bad bad bit of news for downtown Minneapolis. Uh, on Friday, Ameriprise Financial uh, confirmed that it will exit the 29-story skyscraper that has been its headquarters and consolidate its 4,600 office workers in another building that it owns nearby. Many of those workers now spend three days a week at the office working remotely the rest of the time. And, and here we get into where I was moved. I was moved. Okay. This is an inevitable time of transition that got expedited by COVID-19, the little guy said Friday. COVID-19 has just been a dreadful excuse for virtually everything, isn't it? Yes. How about Inevitable? What's with the use of the word inevitable? Well, because the people that don't know what they're doing don't know what else to say, so they use COVID-19. Well, when you say inevitable... Uh, and it was exasperated by, uh, or however you say that, by COVID. Uh, by inevitable, you mean this is bound to happen. Yes. Right? Yeah. This was going to happen anyway, but now it's worse. But see, I would say instead of COVID-19, I'd throw some crime in there. Mm. Oh, no, we don't acknowledge that. You know better. Than but that. here's where it got somewhat pathetic. Next week, meaning this week, Fry is scheduled to announce details about a vibrant downtown storefront work group of businesses and city leaders to address let me go to the old jumperoo here to C-R-I-M-E? address to to address challenges <laughs> crime <laughs> we got wrong c word the large department store model is a dying retail configuration he said it would like to he would like to see smaller 
possibly locally owned retailers no, no, on no. Nicollet Mall. No, it's too expensive. He it, also was interested to see retailers focused on experiences and is open to more service-oriented businesses such as dog daycares. I'm not making this <laughs> For up. For people that aren't living downtown Minneapolis that don't have dogs. <laughs> Dog bleeping daycares. <laughs> so I've, got, I've got an appetite for transition right now, Fry said. I'm not going to be a picky eater when it comes to change. He pointed to the former Macy's store, which closed years ago and was transformed into the office and retail Dayton's project. It's winter, it's winter maker's market, now in its second year, has more than 60 vendors, including okay. Red Wing Shoes and Faribault Woolen Mills. I will tell you about that because I went there on sun Saturday afternoon with my wife. Oh, date night? Uh, we just went down there to see what it was. And it's, it's inside of Dayton's. It's sparsely spread out. It was nice, but it wasn't full. Downtown was not full. It was not well attended. They had good products there. I recommend you go down. You can get some go- great old Dayton st- for the CP. You go down there and get her some old Dayton shirts or some Dayton stuff. I, I don't want to. <laughs> Isn't that love, guys? Here, look at. Let's get serious for a moment. This this diminution of downtowns. Oh no, I got to look up that word. Started. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. And you'll remember we talked about this. It started with what I began calling dark people. Yes. People who move downtown into these once thriving centers of commerce, and then they bought condos in a loft or something. And what's the first thing they did? They complained about the light. Thank you. Light pollution. They complained about the lights downtown. Light pollution. Light pollution and blinking lights and the first national bank light and what they wanted to put on their windows were... Or they demanded that uh, the uh, people they bought the place from should have provided some sort of blackout curtains or something so they wouldn't be disturbed by the lights. That's where this started. Buyer beware. You have in place in America's uh, in Amer- in the American cities closest to the country's tallest buildings, you have in place a political class that has no allegiance to commerce, has no allegiance to corporate America, has no allegiance to a thriving center of commerce. They have no experience in it. They have no tradition with it. They don't understand its conventions. They don't understand why it was a powerful engine of the economy in America. And they come in, and now they're rooted downtowns. These mayors are all rooted in downtown Portland, downtown Seattle, downtown Minneapolis, downtown St. Paul, Chicago. You go wherever you want. And rather than have maintained that powerful economic engine, rather than do everything they could to encourage its its presence, they've just, by by default, they've let it all go by the wayside. And what do they have in response? Well, we'd like to see dog daycare centers. <laughs> really? Really? This is what it's come to, a dog daycare center. That's going to save us, Joe. Put that on the docket. Woof. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> they have no... Where does that come from? They don't... Doggy daycare. Who's they walk- they don't adhere Woof. at all to 
what made the country work in the first place. They don't adhere to it. In fact, they turn their backs well, on it because that's, part, that's because, because that's part of their agenda now, because that's patriarchy and whiteness. Yeah. And uh, so they can't they can't abide by that. So here's this little tweet mare <laughs> in so far over his head that he doesn't even know what the hell he's doing. And and you know O'Hara, the chief, if you're listening, someone might tell you you took the wrong gig. You yeah. came here from Newark and you took the wrong job and I'll tell you why cuz you ain't in charge. There's about 10, 10 people in charge. And when 10 people are in charge, nobody's Nothing in charge <clears throat> because they don't know what they're doing and the longer we put up with their inability to govern and govern strictly with discipline the more the city will continue to become a ruinous hollowed out place and here is this poor sap saying i have an appetite for uh what the hell did he say? An appetite for, for destruction, change, yeah. and I, I don't. I'll even take a dog daycare. Um, but here's the other thing: he mentioned well, trying to get local um, outfits to. Do you yeah, know, somebody do you know will go in there and sell socks. But do you know how expensive that real estate is? Not to mention yeah. the rent, uh, the taxes. Rook, they want you to move from Diamond Lake uh, Boulevard, Diamond Lake Road, and what? What are, what's the businesses down there? Nicollet, yeah, yeah. Move all those tiny little businesses yeah, right down to that, uh, sure. the mall. Yeah, the mayor pointed to the former Macy store, which closed years ago and was transformed into the office and retail Dayton's project. Its winter makers market now in the second year has more than sixty vendors, you know, selling stocking caps. The Marshalls expected to close January fourteenth. We are always assessing and reviewing our real estate strategies. And our decision to close this store reflects that thinking, said TJX Companies, the department store corporation that owns Marshalls, TJ Maxx, and Home Goods. The Marshalls and Nordstrom rack closures are depressing blows to downtown, even as vacant retail space in the Twin Cities have been steadily filling up in response to more people shopping brick-and-mortar sites. During the first half of 2022, the average retail vacancy rate for space in the metro area was a little over 10%, according to the commercial real estate service firm Cushman and Wakefield. But in downtown Minneapolis, it was nearly 35% vacancy in retail space. While there has been a return of major events, what are they? Downtown Minneapolis still isn't back to pre-pandemic foot traffic levels. It'll never and it was it never it was wide be, open. It was wide, never be back ever. And, uh, the restaurant situation. We had to eat at Potbelly. I mean, there's nothing open anymore. And the other thing that's absent is Not we've talked about belly. this before. Is there's no more brotherhood. They're frowned upon because yeah. they were basically white guys right, who right. said, they "Look put at together everything. Look at we need a we need a department store down here." And Bing Bang Boom, there there was a department store. There are, there's no brotherhood anymore. Black, white, red, green. I don't care what color they are. There's no brotherhood anymore. Are you aware of the ads that downtown Minneapolis is running? Not not no. They're basically. I'm I'm assuming that they're just freebies, but the the local stations run them. And it's basically encouraging people to come to a Twins game or come hang out at this park. and Come it, watch the Timberwolves lose. It's sad because that's how dire the situation is. 
Ameriprise said its employees will move in phases over the next three years out of Ameriprise Financial Center at 707 South 2nd Street. The company, which moved into the building in 2000, said its lease there expires in 2025. Wow. They're going to exit. It will relocate those workers to its client service centers, a building it owns a couple of blocks away. Ameriprise has been renovating that space, adding Skyway access and other amenities such as a refurbished cafeteria. Hey. Okay. Uh, So wait a minute. They're just moving? Well, they're moving to a smaller place with fewer employees. What did you say the vacancy rate for Minneapolis is? 35%. Can they, if you own the, the Norwest building or whatever it is now, or the IDS, can you function Well, Rook, at 35%? The Hilton is going I saw that. into foreclosure. It's for auction. Yeah. No, the answer to your question is no. But you're getting, you're getting pushback. Uh, I just saw something, uh, I think on social the other day, about how Red Cow was full after some play downtown. Good. And, and they were mocking people like us. Oh, there was also another uh, clown that works in media that's not from the Metro, but basically doing the same thing, Kenny, because he went to, I think he went to Les Mis. Yeah, okay, that's he, that's he did, what yeah. I saw. Where yeah. did I see that? You saw it on social Twitter. media, on Twitter. Oh, Who, all right, that? yeah, that's I'm what I'm referring to. I'm not going to mention the guy's name because he's a clown. Mm. He's actually buddies with Royce, but he's a clown. I was going to say, he's a friend of Patrick. Oh, was care. it a, did Royce, Royce retweeted him, I bet. Probably. I bet that's where I saw it. They're like-minded, I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like Pat. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. I hope that further explains when I uh, said uh, clumsily that I feel sorry for Fry. It's not that I feel sorry for him. It's that, yeah, I feel sorry for the you city. You shouldn't, though. I feel sorry no. for the city. Yeah. It's in the hands. You're, of, that's better, yeah. The city you can feel sorry for. There's, there's nothing there. No. There's, there's no hope. And these idiots have no solutions, none. These uh, people all graduated from the failed academy. Thank you. It's it's a it's a sad situation. It's a it's a lousy situation. And we keep reelecting. I can understand House and the Senate. Yep. Yeah, I can understand uh, urban cores changing. I'm not that stupid. Yeah, but I we can can't understand have an empty downtown. That. I can understand that. But these people didn't see it coming. They didn't do anything about it. I told you last week. Remember what I said. I saw an interview with, uh, I think his name is Nick Holter of Axios Twin Cities, basically saying the state is losing a giant chunk of its tax revenue with all this mm-hmm. vacancy going on in downtown Minneapolis. And you think that, the like, for instance, Kenny had mentioned the Minneapolis public schools being in financial crisis. This snowball is going to keep growing as it rolls downhill. Uh, Chris, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but we've got a little excess cash laying around. <laughs> oh, good And point. Uh, we'll just throw it at uh, downtown. I wonder if any city closest to the tallest building still strings Christmas decorations over the streets. Hmm. I'm willing to bet not. I didn't see any downtown. Well, not, not even on the mall? Come St. on. St. Paul hasn't had no. them for years. They used to have them. Well, what's your park down there? They just, uh, they've Rice got them park. in. Rice yeah, Park and Mears got, Park. Yeah, they've got There's them in Rice. There's a red tree. But no, they, you know, like you know, 4th Street would be just strung with garlands well, and lights all the way up and down the street. Doesn't the occasional gunfire kind of serve the same purpose? Well, yeah, probably only had <laughs> two last night. Yeah, that's a good point. At the Central Station right on 5th yeah. and Cedar. Right across the street from where the Pioneer Press used to be. Where now is it I, now? Now I have no idea where it is. <laughs> right. It doesn't even have a 
the building. The press is running. <laughs> You're not up there anymore. Now, where are we? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if any city still string Christmas lights above the streets. Do do we? I suppose I can't count my home area of Bismarck as a. a do they a still big do city. it? They do. Yes. Bismarck. How many tall area. buildings do you I got, have on there? Main Street. What's the tallest like building in Bismarck? About five stories. Three, no, it's three, the yeah. capital. Capital. I think it's twenty-one. 21. Stories, yeah. nineteen or twenty-one stories, mm. but that's the only building. Well, I'm glad they do. Uh, it's, it's a charming tradition. Wait, what's the one nice. building downtown that changes it the color at the, the the lighted top? That I know does have holiday lights on. Is it. that Target? I'm not talking about buildings with lights. I'm talking the city. The whole city. The yeah. city used to string between okay. buildings. Old Charlie Brown yeah. lights. Lights. Or, yeah. And okay. tinsel and garland. And yeah, well, those deal. days are over. Get over it, old man, well, I, you white okay. supremacist. Bismarck all the way down Main Street. That's what Joe's talking <laughs> yes. about. There's yes. every, you know, no, every That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Yeah. You, you know, know what? It's winter solstice season or whatever what you what you were it. celebrating was the center of commerce. Oh, you're all a bunch of shirt-tucking, church-going, right-wing. I don't have my shirt. Okay, email, Joe, email Joe photos of your downtown. No, <laughs> and then no. we can assess. We'll pick a winner. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know. There's going to be someone sitting with no. one light. Butthole Iowa doesn't count. <laughs> Is that one tier two? B H I. That'd be two. Okay. Uh, I'll take a break. What the hell? Come but, back with height. You know what season it is? What? Give the gift of water. Water's wow. a good thing. You know what's underrated? Water is life. About my new drinking water system and my water system in general. I don't know. From Hofferman. What's underrated? Rook, ice. When you're making a nice cocktail, it's yep. it makes the best ice possible. You know what a really good gift this year is, too? Ice. To go get those plastic giant ice holders okay. and put your water... And you put that baby in there. It can be in a circle form or a square form. Well, that's exciting. It looks beautiful that's, in that glass. That's really neat. They're Hofferman really nice. Water is an independent water treatment dealer. I've been dealing beautiful. with them for years and I'm a satisfied customer, and I know that you will be too. Hofferman offers sales, service, and rental for Kinetico water treatment systems. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, yeah. and, of course, drinking water systems. And a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage. You already knew that. But it's also going to protect your appliances. And that's because bad water is going to affect almost every aspect of your home. I'm not kidding. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman and Viola. Your showers are better. Love it. Your laundry is better, and so is your drinking water. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman today, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or see everything that they have to offer at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Rookie here for... Well, I'm just going to tell you this. Never listen to a boring podcast. No. Never listen to a boring podcast. I'll tell you what you do. Grab you listen to a podcast with a candle going. Well, that's going to make you feel much better if it's a spiral candle.
candle. Well, I'm trying to help Spiralightcandles.com. If you come across a podcast that you just can't stand the cast of characters, Krabby. brighten up your day. Brighten up your day, like the Krabby Coffee Shop. You <laughs> Why should would always, you listen to such you a You should podcast? always be listening to finals. the Krabby uh, Coffee Shop <laughs> with a spiral candle lit. Because as that boring podcast keeps going, you're just watching that flame burn in a Get circular Get the one that motion. smells like candy. Ooh, yeah, I don't think we can find <laughs> Velveeta that. cheese and spam. You know what? If Top you have an idea, cigars. if you have an idea, go to spiralightcandles.com. <laughs> They'll listen up. And if you want a candle that smells like Kenny, you're sick, number one. And number two, you should want a candle that is going to bring you up. Smelling Kenny would really, would really bring me down. It would kind of depress me. So... Increase your wonderful life by ordering from spiralightcandles.com. Many different candles to select size-wise, color-wise, and scent-wise. Featuring the mini donuts this year, featuring the cylinder index. Again, that smells like your garage and is the perfect gift for the garage logician in your life. Hostess gifts, yep, you can get them, spiralightcandles.com. Check them out. Hopefully you can get them in time for Christmas, but you better act now. Spiralightcandles.com. Stop burning boring candles and enlighten yourself with a spiral light candle. After ripping me for stinking in his yes. candle lab. That would be a great candle, though, if you were into that. <laughs> we're bringing that up to The outhouse. The outhouse candle. I would buy that. <laughs> skunk. I would buy skunk. <laughs> New diet. Here's John Height. Why, thank you, Joe. Before we get to the news, let me tell you about Rivertown Medical Center. Uh, you may notice you've got some pain, numbness, and tingling in your hands and feet, and it's causing you some problems. It's probably peripheral neuropathy. Dr. Dan and his crew at Rivertown Medical Center can help relieve your symptoms. Your uh, doc has probably told you you'll just have to live with the pain neuropathy causes or prescribe some drugs that really don't provide much relief. Well, Dr. Dan and Rivertown Medical Center can help you out. Neuropathy caused by damage to the nerves caused by a lack of blood flow that causes the nerves to begin to die off. The regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy they use provides relief from neuropathy as long as you haven't sustained 85% nerve damage. If you want to find out more, and get yourself a free neuropathy scan. Attend a free seminar this Saturday at Spring Hill Suites in St. Louis Park. They're located at 5901 YZ Boulevard. Call 651-661-4311. Leave your name and cell number. You will automatically get a text reservation for the seminar. Let Rivertown Medical Center's responsible pain management to help you fight the pain and suffering caused by peripheral neuropathy. Free seminar, Spring Hill Suites in St. Louis Park, located at 5901 YZ Boulevard, 651-661-4311. Gets you automatically a text reservation for that seminar with the Rivertown Medical Center. In news, a 14-year-old is in the hospital with what's being called life-threatening injuries after he crashed a stolen Kia on Sunday night in North Minneapolis, according to police. That crash happened around 1040 near the intersection of 39th and Upton. Minneapolis police say speed was a factor in the crash, and Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara said the crash was a symptom of that epidemic we've heard a lot about, stolen Kia and Hyundai vehicles. O'Hara cited MPD stats that show Kia and Hyundai thefts are up nearly tenfold in 2022 compared to the past two years. He added that year-to-date auto thefts have increased 48% from 2022. That increase of 1,900 stolen vehicles closely coincides with the XX number, uh, excess number of Kia and Hyundai thefts, 1,948. All of this comes because of a TikTok challenge 
that exposes a defect in ignition start vehicles and encourage people to steal them with a USB cable and a screwdriver. The problem is the kids do not know how to drive. Yep. Yes. Now, would it be foolish to have among our many, many public programs, maybe run through the park system, to teach kids how to drive, or would that just result in more car thefts? Um, or would the kids be imbued with some sense of pride and responsibility that they actually know how to drive a car? I think a 14-year-old in this day and age, having not gone through any type of driver's education, truly believes, because he's played Grand Theft Auto, that he knows yeah. how to drive. Well, they don't know how to drive. I know that. Yeah, I think there are a lot of adults, Joe, you walk like I do every day. Mm-hmm. Uh have you noticed a lot of adults who really don't realize they're basically driving a weapon and go by you at about 50 miles an hour? Sure, sure. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. But yeah. anyway, Metro Transit Police are investigating well, a... Cranky old man. <laughs> well, you just Transit... sit there on your fat ass and hope you continue to get good <laughs> cardiac go, reports. Huh? You know what I learned yesterday, <laughs> and every time I go back down there, I learn this. Um, um, people down there love... Pulling out in front of you, yep. no matter how close you are. You know, I've noticed that's increasing. What is that yeah. all about? I see people turning that? into you know, a lane you know of traffic what? when they don't have room to. And yeah. have I missed something with today's new cars? Are, are turn signals optional now? Pretty or did much. the law change? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I'm in the midst of writing a song for the show about that, Kenny. What is a matter of And another thing I don't understand, freeway speed 60, everybody's doing 70. Why do we need these jackasses blowing through us doing 90? What's that all about? I don't know. Well, anyway, drug deals aren't going to make Well, I do know. Themselves. You want the heavy-duty answer? Yeah, it's a, it's I, I don't, a, it's I an don't get it. It's an offshoot of the decline of moral and ethical integrity in this sense. Driving, back when I was learning how to drive in prehistoric times, you were taught that driving requires from you a sense of courtesy. And yeah. there is no courtesy anymore. Right. People it, it's, are just for their own selves. Yeah. It's this entitlement exactly. that I'm better and exactly. more important yeah. and screw you. That's it. Yep. I mean, we're already doing 10 over, and it's very crowded, and, you know, there's some lane shifting, but you always get the occasional asshat that's, you know, blowing through at 85, yeah. 90 miles an hour. I've waited uh, about a minute and a half to get this line in just because, uh, mm-hmm. Joe, you are correct. People pulling out in front of you, that kind of thing is on the uptick. Uptick. Ooh. <laughs> I thought for sure I'd get the horn. You, yeah, you there we go. He's there we go. You waited that tra- long, huh? I did, yeah, just for that. I know, I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> if you were offended. Metro Transit Police are investigating a double fatal shooting Monday night in downtown St. Paul. Metro Transit and St. Paul officers went to a building at the corner of 5th Street East and Cedar Street at about 8.30 last night after getting a report about shots fired. Metro Transit explained the building has a stairway and elevator that connect the street and skyway near the Central Green Line station. At the scene, responders found two people with gunshot wounds. Those people were taken to the hospital but eventually died. No one is in custody in connection to the shooting. No details have been released about the two victims or what led up to the shooting or any potential suspects. St. Paul police say they are still investigating. So let's make sure we uh, get that southwest line. uh, Let's give them another couple. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Hospitals and clinics across the metro seeing a triple threat 
RSV, influenza, and COVID-19. That means an increase in demand and wait times. Data from the Minnesota Department of Health shows that hospital bed availability was as low as 2% in parts of the state last week for adult intensive care units. At Hennepin Healthcare, they're adjusting and starting to hold more appointments for day of patients to accommodate the cases. The health system also sent out an email to patients over the weekend, basically reminding them that in some cases, managing your illness at home can be the best option if your symptoms are not severe. Fentanyl kills one person every eight minutes in the United States. 175 people per day uh, as of February 1st, 2022. Wow. Yeah, it's an amazing epidemic. Every day. And nobody's talking about it. Did you guys happen to see, speaking of that, did you guys happen to see the video from El Paso, Texas yesterday? Yeah, I have that in my news coming. Oh, sorry. The onslaught. That's right. Yeah. Well, th- this is why we have a fentanyl Maybe problem. we should let That's, John talk. It's all coming from the cartels. Right. John, please, you have to be more proprietary. Well, we were contributing to the <laughs> no, news No, no, let John talk, and then we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. If you visit Stillwater on occasion, you know, finding downtown parking can be a bit of an adventure, and that could get a little bit weirder. Star Tribune reporting the city loses about 50 grand a year on its constellation of downtown public parking spots scattered across 18 surface lots and the 2nd Street parking ramp. Most of those 2,000 spaces are free, with about a quarter charging a flat fee. Mayor Ted Kozlowski said it's terrible. He said it's bad for residents and downtown employees. He said the lack of flexibility means someone coming in for a quick cup of coffee has mostly the same options as someone parking overnight or the weekend near the St. Croix. Well, a new proposal from the city's downtown parking commission would use a parking app to start charging for about 60% of the public spaces. Mm. Even though the city has already purchased the equipment to get the app going, it won't happen soon. Kozlowski told the city council, I envision this taking a long time to get sorted out. I can't imagine that we're going to come in heavy handed. I think we have to move cautiously with this. I've got a great idea. Um, Stillwater. Quaint, right? Lovely. Mm-hmm. Ban all cars downtown. Make people park up on the hill. Have them hop on a uh, hay rack pulled by a farm wall and bring them down there. Yeah, just haul them around like sacks of feed. Yeah, the farm wall uh, transportation system. Yep. Hay, hay rides. St. Paul City Council President no. Amy. It sounds like it, fun. I don't want to walk it, up that hill. I don't. I also don't want to do that when it's twenty below. But uh, St. Paul City Council President Amy Brendamon and Council Member Jane Prince will not seek re-election, paving the way for a shakeup in city leadership starting in twenty twenty four. Those announcements follow the former Council Member Di Tao's resignation in August, meaning there will be open races for at least three of St. Paul's seven council seats, all of which will be up for election next November. You, sir, in the back. Jane Prince will be missed. Brendamon won't from a garage logician standpoint. But I wonder, uh, Bren Moan is the Como area. Yes. All right. Prince is the east side, mm-hmm. Mounds Park, that type of area. Uh, any chance that a GL candidate will emerge? Well, and win, um, and win? I, when I read this piece this morning, I thought the same thing. And uh, There's no way, unfortunately. I, I, you don't see it, it, do you? It's you, dummy. I don't live in those two districts. You, you have to be a resident always, of that district. There's always an excuse. Well, that's the, that, that's always unfortunately that's the truth. You They're have to getting, live in those districts. Get an apartment over there. Things aren't going good at your house anyway. <laughs> oh my God! Get yourself an apartment because 
in order to be on the city council, you've got to be a renter, right? And I can, I can do rent it. a place, yeah. 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 I read it and thought, is the devil you know better than the devil you don't know? Oh, this will be a case of, this will be a case what, of, what you'll, song is that? you'll regret losing Prince and Bren Mullen because their replacements are fated to be mm-hmm. much worse. Unless a GLer rises up like Phoenix from the ashes. Very poetic, Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good, inter- good, interesting story from California where scientists have achieved a major advance in fusion energy. That's a technology that could potentially provide clean carbon-free power in years to come. The breakthrough was made December 5th at 1 a.m., working late at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory's National Ignition Facility, 50 miles east of San Francisco. The work uses giant lasers to create heat. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. To to create heat and pressure close to that found in the sun, enough to drive atoms together, releasing tremendous energy. Here we go. The advance described Tuesday was that researchers have been able to create more energy in the process than they put into it, what's known as ignition. In a news conference, U.S. Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm described it as a fusion breakthrough that will go down in the history books. The hope is that in time, the process can be scaled up, done cheaply enough to create power that's carbon-free without the creation of waste. That, of course, is the challenge with fusion's more problematic sibling, nuclear fission. The arrival of commercial fusion reactors that can power cities will take years the work of both public and private researchers, according to Kim Buttle, who's the director of the Livermore National Laboratory. Um, Joe and I know, the rest of you probably don't realize this, but Such and I know it wasn't scientists. It wasn't researchers. It was alien technology. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. They came out of a wormhole. Yep. Wall Street was climbing this morning after a report showed inflation cooled more than expected last month, raising the chances that the economy might avoid a recession. Besides stocks, prices also leaped for everything from bonds to gold to Bitcoin. The source of Wall Street's relief was data showing U.S. inflation slowed to 7.1% last month from 7.7% in October and more than 9% in the summer. Inflation remains high, and shoppers continue to pay prices well above levels from a year ago. But the experts say they hope today's report offers hope that the worst of inflation really did pass during the summer. When do you get into the news I want you to talk about? Okay, I can, I can go Let's there. Let's right go now. there. This well, needs some. Me, can I have the Ilhan Omar update, please? Yes. Or will that take a while? No, nope, I have one. Uh, we haven't heard that one in a while. Well, one you're going to hear it today. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. Yes, she is at it again. Omar, along with Senator Chris Murphy, attended the 2022 World Cup in Qatar and spoke about the balance Who paid between for that. I wonder you. How we the U.S. Did. did, yeah, sure. Spoke about the balance between human rights concerns and enjoying one of the greatest sports spectacles in the world. Murphy focused his comments on foreign policy, noting that Qatar is an imperfect partner, but that in many ways they're the best partner in the region. Well, uh, Omar took a little bit of a different route. She said, quote, we, meaning the U.S., are slated to host the World Cup next with Mexico and Canada. I wonder what kinds of conversations will be had and how many people will object to that happening with the history of indigenous people, of enslavement, and of police brutality, end quote. The U.S. is, of course, not comparable to Qatar in any real way there when it comes no to human rights. There is no moral equivalency. Uh-huh. Well, much has changed in America over the 
last couple hundred years, it's not so in Qatar, which she makes it sound like it has. Qatar promotes anti-Semitism in school books, punishes public worship by non-Muslims with up to 10 years in prison. The country's track record on gay rights has been much talked about during the World Cup. You don't have to dig hundreds of years into Qatar's history to find its human rights abuses and open bigotry. Instead of calling them out on it, Omar instead called out the U.S. And... uh... 6,500 migrant workers died building these soccer stadiums uh-huh. for which Qatar bribed FIFA to hold. Uh, yeah. She is not She's well, not a good woman. She's not credible. She's not a good person. This will not be her undoing. Of course oh, no. not. at all. Everybody who voted for her probably agrees with every word she said. But if some conservative or Republican said it, they'd already be in jail. She's uh, obnoxious and she's uh, mean spirited and yep. she's she's yep. she's not a good not a good human being. Nope. She has a, a different is what I always say about her a different idea of the US. What I think it is is different than what she thinks it That's is. That's right. And one of the largest mass crossings ever in the region, more than 1,500 migrants waited across the Rio Grande from Juarez, Mexico into El Paso this weekend. The migrants who crossed Sunday night were in a group of hundreds who were escorted by Chihuahua State Police from the city of Jimenez to Juarez earlier in the day in a caravan of 20 buses. The buses split up in Juarez and brought migrants to the Leona Vicaria and Kiki Romero shelters. The migrants said they were from Nicaragua, Peru, and Ecuador. After processing, U.S. immigration officials released the migrants in El Paso because there was more than the available beds at shelters run by non-governmental organizations. 611 of them were released on the streets in downtown El Paso. Many migrants in the group were victims of a mass kidnapping in Durango December 3rd when passengers on the Futura bus lines traveling toward the border were stopped by men in police uniforms. They were brought en masse to a house where they were held against their will. Most had their passports and IDs taken by kidnappers. They were rescued by members of the Mexican military after six days, but many of them were not able to recover their stolen documents and possessions in the confusion of the rescue operation. They ended up on those buses and crossing the border. If the U.S. is so repressive as Omar, it's just a shtick with her. That's it. That's her deal. If it's so capitalist and socialism is obviously the way to go, why aren't these people going to Venezuela? Mm -hmm. Why come here? Right. That's all I had to say. Why aren't they? Why isn't somebody calling them out? Who's there to call them out? Me. Okay. (laughs) Happy birthday to uh, Caribou Coffee. Founded on this day, opened its doors December 14th, 1992. So that would be 30 years ago. Big deal. Oh, I love caribou coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I do, really. I think it's owned by the Arabs. The The chain, (laughs) isn't it locally owned? I think the Arabs own it. It's locally owned. Look look up who owns, who is the ultimate owner of caribou. John Caribou. It was founded by John and Kim Puckett on December 14th, 1992, 30 years later. And what was their first uh, location? I don't know what. No. Des Moines, Iowa. No. (laughs) I don't think Joe's getting the gist of this story. It was founded in Edina. (laughs) It was? Caribou? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it was founded. Edina, 1992. The chain now boasts 325 company-owned U.S. locations. 
142 non-traditional U.S. locations, and 282 stores in nine additional countries. And now we realize Caribou, they're locally owned, and they may not want to advertise having Joe Sushere do their ads, but I'd be happy to because I love Caribou Coffee. Oh, Caribou better, Coffee founded Even better in than Starbucks. 1992 in Minneapolis. Our company headquarters and roastery are still located today, here today, and we serve guests in more than 700 coffee houses worldwide. <laughs> Uh, there are also available in all 50 states across grocery stores, etc. Okay, maybe I was wrong. It's headquartered yeah. in Brooklyn Center. Well, but pretty much, pretty much. Oh, where they have the mural too. in the high school. Yeah, you can have a cup of coffee while you're looking at them after <laughs> yeah. the police mural. F12. Yeah. And now the story of a fella who needs a different hobby. This year in Clay County, Florida, at least 102 books have been removed from the shelves of school libraries. Many of those books pulled at the request of one man. Bruce Friedman, an activist and longtime resident of New York. He moved to Clay County in May. Mm. He now says he's compiled a list of over 3,600 titles mm -hmm. that he thinks have concerning content. Why doesn't tell somebody tell him to go bleep himself? <laughs> no way. I think you are. Friedman demanded that the Department of Education, quote, clean up this mess. If not, he said he will perform 3,600 challenges, one on each book, and overwhelm the procedures and policies of the Department of Education. What's there. he after? What kind of books? Well, uh, the one that he's gotten rid of is The Girl from the Sea, a book about a 15-year-old girl who develops a romantic feeling for another girl. No sex, no swearing, and no nudity in the book, but yeah. uh, he has gotten it. Because every time you file one of these, yeah. they immediately and automatically take the book out hmm. until they do a, a, wow. study, a study on the book. So in other words, if he did file against 3,600 books, they'd all immediately be taken so out of all So guilty the until proven in innocent. That's correct. Uh, uh, Friedman has exploited the policy by flooding the district with challenges. He told Popular Information that since June 30th, he's investigated between five and 10,000 books that are available in Clay County libraries on a very cursory level. Well, he must be independently wealthy. I mean, this is all he does, apparently. No one pays him to do this. Well, he's a moron. He needs a hobby. Yeah. yeah. He needs yeah. a hobby. Yeah. Sam Bankman Freed, the former CEO of cryptocurrency giant FTX, defrauded investors by funneling money into his private hedge fund and conspired to commit wire fraud against customers and lenders, according to the criminal charges filed yesterday in New York and charges by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. The 30-year-old Bankman Freed, the once celebrated founder of FTX, was hit with a slew of charges one day after being arrested in the Bahamas. A grand jury in the Southern District of New York indicted Bankman Freed on eight counts, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers, wire fraud on customers, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on lenders, wire fraud on lenders, conspiracy to commit commodities fraud, conspiracy to commit securities fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate campaign finance laws in the United States. What else you got coming? Will yay or nay it? Uh, I actually have uh, two stories left here. Let's see. I'd, no. I'd jump around. We got uh, the uh, 55 websites that have been illegally live streaming the World Cup. No. They've all been uh, shut down. Good. And uh, Oath Keepers uh, has uh, a large number of people who work for DHS in their organization, according to a new list of people in Oath Keepers. Let me address this to some of the people who advertise with us. Uh, many of them are, are essentially small businesses. And uh, you've worked hard to build that company. 
we tout it. Gator Magnetics, for example, is a rising small business that hopefully will become a large business. You uh, you need to develop a plan to maintain your operations and management when you decide to sell or retire. This is where Eckberg Lammers comes Got in. Got it. They've been doing this for 70 years, one of the most well-known law firms in the metro and western Wisconsin. Eckberg Lammers has been serving the legal needs of individuals, businesses, and municipalities for more than 70 years, not to mention creating estate plans for individuals. But they can do a personal estate and succession planning. But they have all, all, all needs are met, business law, business succession, planning and commercial real estate, because really what you're doing in all of these episodes is you're trying to keep the courts out of your life, yep. whether you're maintaining your own estate that. or transitioning <clears throat> your business ownership. And so by hiring them to assist with your planning, you're, you're going to make sure your business has a successful future long after you're on the beach. You know your business is in Hell good yeah. hands. They can assist you with all your transactional needs for business, including formation, mergers, acquisitions, succession planning, labor, employment, franchises, commercial real estate, and litigation. Not to forget mm-hmm. your own estate plan. Because you got to have stuff in order when you move on. Get her on. done right now. Talk to Eckberg Lammers about your business. Talk to them about your own plans. They'll help you. They've been doing it for a long time, and they're very good at it. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at ecberglammers.com. Hey, Joe. Four, what? Four days left. For the auction? For the Garage Logic 1000th podcast auction. For those of you that snoozed, well, guess what? Is stuff already been gone? Yes, the tri state package has already been claimed. Oh, Can you get it? Did you get that, it? That was a good deal. No, the guy beat me to it, and then he sent me an email bragging about it. Yeah, I it. bet he would. <laughs> so, four days left, like I mentioned. And you know what? The great people at Rise and Shine Garage Door, they're offering a $1,000 certificate that's available for auction right now. Air mechanical gas furnace is I'm also available. That. I'm in a bid on the. Well, on you, the need, you need to do it anyway. Well, that'd get you a couple tune ups. See, there you go. Kenny, where are you going to bid on? Wait on. Would stop bothering me. You just skipped right over it. This air mechanical thing is a tankless water heater. Yeah. Well, that's going in my shop. Uh, GLers, you're not. You can't bid on no, that, can no, you? No, that's, that's mine. And you know what? The holiday season is upon us, and Mike Fratelloni was nice enough to donate a bunch of Fratelloni's hardware and garden gift cards. Oh. Also, are all wait, available right wait, now. This is ridiculous. This is the same thing that happened with Tri State. This air mechanical thing, the retail value is seven grand. Yeah. The reserve price is already met. The buy it now price is four thousand nine hundred. That's two grand off. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. What is it? <laughs> two grand off. That's, nope. What? What's seven minus four? There you go. But it was forty nine hundred. Four thousand. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he said four grand. Yeah, that's a hell I, of a I deal. I apologize. What you were is. right. You were right. I was wrong. But you're not good at math. So that's well, why you're easily there. correctable. Anyway, go to garagelogic.com, enter <laughs> wow. the keyword auction, and you, yes, this is, you. This can't be legal. I think it is. This, this is, is fantastic. This yeah. is fantastic. And it helps support some great clients that help support the podcast. So go online right now, garagelogic.com, and search for auction to participate in the GarageLogic 1000th podcast auction. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. 
Joe Sushi. How many days are we out on Christmas now? It can't be more than 12. It's a week. Two is this weeks. the 12 days of Christmas? Two weeks. Oh, it is, Rook. So is this the first day of Christmas uh, Christmas, or the 12th? And my true love said to me. Uh, anyway, um, the point I'm taking way too long to get to <laughs> yeah. is... Uh, <laughs> 10% in-store and website-wide discounts at Maple Grove Lock-In Safe. That's on all Liberty Safes, and it's until the end of December. So how many days would that be then? It would be 12. Oh, coming up. There's five, 31 uh, days. There's like 18, 19. Anyway, it's the whole Liberty lineup. You know the deal there. Made in the USA by Americans using American materials. Transferable lifetime warranties, which is huge and the best fire protection you could ever get in a safe. And from Rich, this is Rich's gift to us as adults, professional delivery and installation, 10% off the entire Liberty lineup through December. Well, that's both in-store and on the website, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove, and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Yesterday, I mentioned that uh, Chrysler is moving a Jeep Cherokee manufacturing plant to Mexico, where they're going to manufacture the electric Jeep Cherokee, and 1,350 people are losing their jobs in Belvedere, Illinois. Well, and today, it turns out, that's the lead editorial in today's Wall Street Journal. Hmm. President Biden sold the Inflation Reduction Act as a giant climate jobs program so how does he explain what happened Friday at the Stellantis Jeep Cherokee plant in Belvedere, Illinois? Some 1,350 1, workers are losing their jobs so the automaker can finance its government-mandated and subsidized electric vehicle expansion. Stellantis broke the news to workers on Friday that it, that it will idle the Cherokee plant in Feb citing the increasing cost related to the electrification of the automotive market. These are mandated now. Mm -hmm. These are government cars. Why anyone would want to drive one is beyond me. <laughs> I'm assuming Schmelz isn't coming back. The increasing cost related to the electrification of the automotive market. Merry Christmas. The Jeep Cherokee has been a popular model, though the plant has cut shifts since 2019. But Stellantis which formed through the merger of France's PSA Group and Italian-American Fiat Chrysler, needs to come up with money to finance the more than $35 billion that it plans to invest in EVs over the next few years. Government industrial policy doesn't give the company a choice. Europe and several U.S. states have announced plans to ban the sale of new internal combustion engine vehicles by 2035. Stellantis spent $2.4 billion to buy regulatory credits from Tesla between 2019 and 2021 to comply with the green mandates. The Biden fuel economy mandates could force it to spend more unless it ramps up EV production. I won't read you the whole thing, but it's part of the ongoing boondoggle of electric vehicles. The United Auto Workers is denouncing Stellantis for laying off workers, not allocating new product to plants like Belvedere is unacceptable. UAW President Ray Curry said, what did he expect? The union backed stricter fuel economy mandates and the IRA subsidies, even though its own study showed the shift to EVs could cost 35,000 jobs. 
Technological change, technological change disrupts markets and leads to some job gains and losses. But the problem here is that the government is overriding market forces and picking winners and losers. Automakers' enormous investments in EVs are largely being driven by political choices, not consumer choices. Politicians in Washington and state capitals, not business owners or executives, are calling the shots. Imagine a future, the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine. You know what the children who run Philadelphia have done? <laughs> they put a statue of Columbus in a plywood box so nobody oh, can see it. I'm yeah. glad you saw this. But the good news. Uh, court has said you got to take them, take the box off. Yeah, they took it off yesterday, I think. I no, believe. No, it was removed Sunday. Sunday. As a small crowd of statue supporters cheered, the work came two days after a state judge ordered the box's removal, saying that if the city disagrees with the message the statute sends, it can add its own plaque with what it wants to convey. The statue has been the subject of a long-running dispute between the city and the friends of Marconi Plaza where the nation's centennial, according to a 16-page, I must have skipped a page there. What's that, page three? That's page two. That's the cut line. Where the, oh, where the city by the (laughs) Italian-Americans. Never mind, it printed poorly. My my point is, uh, uh, what is my point? Don't know. My point is that, I told you, adult children run the cities closest to the country's tallest buildings, and... And these children went out and put a plywood box around Christopher Columbus. Let me, uh, let me cast some bait your way. Sure. See how you see if you hit on this one. All right. In Richmond, I believe it's Richmond. Um, it's one of those southern cities. Uh, I think I read the headline today. Sorry, John, I didn't read the whole story. That the last Confederate statue, I.P. Hill, is coming down. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. true. Thoughts. Uh, I'd put them in a museum and I'd explain why they were up in the first place and why they meant something to the people who installed them in the first place. But uh, America has shifted to understand that uh, uh, those uh, those figures are probably not to be celebrated as a cultural uh, necessity, but they were ne- they were necessary and important figures in the history of the country and that they should be understood educationally. Was I correct? In it was Richmond. I believe it was so. Richmond. And yeah. Richmond was I think it's also IP Hill, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, AP or AP Hill. Yeah, IP Hill is a funny name. Um, do you think the city of Richmond, Virginia, should even acknowledge the fact that they were the capital of the South? Sure, it's you can't ignore it. History. It's history. Um, they're they're not living a life now as though they're the capital of the South. So right, right. They can they can say you know we were once the capital of the South. They've got a neat racetrack there. Uh, I've never been to <laughs> Richmond. Pretty cool. 
Many, uh, one of the few towns I've ever been to. Uh, if you want pretty cool in Virginia, just head over to the coast, Virginia Beach. Oh, I'd love it. Uh, there's a, a, I believe it's Air Force Base yeah. there, and yeah. they they fly right over the beach. It's oh, cool! Really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, I'd love that. Did you know Hawaii had a monarchy? No, I did not. Well, she died. The queen died. Her name was Abigail Kanoki Kekaliki. Kawanakua. Oh, thank her. you, Don Juan. She Nailed passed it. at her home, uh, Iolani Palace in Honolulu, hmm. Hawaii. Uh, her wife was by her side. Her wife is named Veronica Gale Worth. She's 69 years old. She's kind of a good-looking woman. Uh, I suppose I shouldn't be saying things like that. And the queen... You know what her last words were? What? <laughs> so the queen went. It was the only. It was the only royal dwelling in the United States. She was uh, ninety-six. Wow. She was a Hawaiian heiress. I'm sorry. She was known as the island's wait. last princess, wait, not wait, the queen. Wait, wait. She was ninety-six. How old did you say her wife was? Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Yeah. Oh, cradle robber. Her lineage included the royal family that once ruled the islands and an Irish businessman who became one of Hawaii's largest landowners. Her death was announced Monday morning outside Iolani Palace, America's only royal residence where the Hawaiian monarchy lived but now uh, also operates it as a museum. It reigned as Paula Akana, executive director of the palace in Hailama Farden, of Hale Onaali, O Hawaii, a Royal Hawaiian Society, both walked down the palace steps and driveway to read the announcement in Hawaiian. Kind of like the, hmm. in England, only there were just two of them and nobody was around. So the monarchy is gone then, no more. It's a, well, she was the last princess. Yeah. And she'll be remembered wow. for her love of Hawaii and its people, her 69-year-old wife said in a statement, and I will miss her with all my heart. Kawana 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 held no formal title, but was a living reminder of Hawaii's monarchy and a symbol of Hawaiian national identity that endured after the kingdom was overthrown by American businessmen in 1893. Wow. In 1993, the apology resolution was voted through by both congressional houses, which admitted the participation of agents and citizen citizens of the United States in overthrowing the monarchy and the new republic's eventual annexation. She was always called princess among Hawaiians because Hawaiians have acknowledged that lineage. Kimo Awama Kialuana, assistant professor of Hawaiian language and studies at Honolulu Community College, said, Hawaiians hold dear the genealogy. So genealogically speaking, she is of high royal blood. She was the last. Uh, she epitomizes what Hawaiian royalty is in all of its dignity, intelligence, and art. James Campbell, her great-grandfather, was an Irish businessman who made his fortune as a sugar plantation owner and one of Hawaii's largest landowners. Much of his wealth eventually came down to Kawana Anakoa, who amassed a trust valued at about $215 million. Wow. Now, that dough probably goes to the wife, huh? The 69-year-old baby. Yeah. Yeah. As well as living a life of leisure. She didn't really do much, I guess. She lived, <laughs> lived a life of leisure. 
<laughs> and she funded various causes over the years, including scholarships for Native Hawaiian students opposing Honolulu's rail transit project. Good for you, baby. Supporting <laughs> protests against a giant telescope and donating <laughs> items owned by the royal family for public display. She often toyed with people asking for donations, but she she was just giving them the needle. She didn't mm. she didn't need any. <laughs> uh, and she was once asked to give a hundred grand to some Catholic uh, concern, and she said only if uh, I, there's a picture of me and the Pope watching me sign the check. Huh. And uh, so I, I guess she had a bit of feistiness in her. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of funny. Actually. She was the she was the Hawaiian Hawaiian princess. No, oh. uh, uh, I uh, I just woke up. What are you guys talking about? A Hawaiian, oh, wow. Hawaii had a monarchy. I'm uh, see now. I got to take the shot at Kenny because he said yeah. that yeah. when you said Don Juan. I think you probably meant Don Ho, didn't you? you know, that, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know anything. Will all of this make Jack Benny come back? That freak that was in the Department of Energy Don got Juan. fired. Did the I say Don Juan? You did. Yeah. <laughs> The suitcase, Finally, the suitcase thief got fired. I saw that. Yeah, he probably still collect his money. Who cares? Uh, oh, and I also note that uh, the, the local today. the local news in WDAY Fargo had a story this past weekend about how electric vehicle manufacturers have started not including an AM radio band in their entertainment systems because the car's electronics interfere with the AM signal and results in a static that makes it unlistenable. Wow. Uh, there you go. And the emailer, Boy, there's a million cheap shots there, aren't there, the, boys? Uh, the, email, the emailer, Andrew, notes, your opinion on EVs is well established, but I would be curious just to know your thoughts on this dude who, some, who has someone spent a significant amount of time on your career on AM radio. Well, it got to the point, uh, Andrew, where I thought that maybe the EVs had already been invented. Right. Driving my exhaust spewing gas guzzler with a fully functioning AM radio, Andrew and Fargo. I, I, I mean, find uh, that irony. Irony. Yeah. AM one, radio one of, is dying anyway. One of the most depressing shows you ever did and phone calls you took was a guy who called and told you he bought a new pickup and there was no AM radio in the pickup. And I remember the show immediately went, yeah, you, I, don't you were very down. I don't recall Oh, you, that. yeah, it, it was. Do you, boy, I don't know. 20, do you know how no. bad the interference though is? I don't. All right, so there you have it. Mom's defending <laughs> the guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> yeah, right. adjust your. <laughs> yeah, adjust yourself. The your voice is breaking up. Just turn a little bit. It's getting there. Keep... Right. It's getting there. Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> All right, I'm outside. We're in a perfect. restaurant. Now you're perfect. Outside. Now you're perfect. The wind doesn't blow. It's not that tough. Right. He was All in right. Scotland. And uh, right. I hope the wind blows at least one or two. Thank you, R2D2. Some of my okay. favorite moments in oh. radio. Oh. Just yeah. one of my. Hey, we oh. lost uh, Angel. I saw that. Yeah. Stuart Golan died. Really? Yeah. yeah. Age of 82. Oh, oh. Jimmy, I got 50% of half a percent of nothing. Another reason to follow <laughs> Super 70s. That's how I learned of his passing was because of Super 70s. You know, he was on the Mary Tyler Moore show frequently. Oh. Yeah. He was in a lot yeah. of stuff. Stuart Margolan. He and Garner were good friends off, off camera. They were buddies. 
And uh, he played a wonderful character on the Rockford Files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Timmy, I Angel, got a problem. What was his name? Angel Martin on yeah. the Rockford Files? A- Angel. Yeah. Oh. Stuart Margolin has passed at the age of 82 from natural causes. Doesn't that seem young to die from natural causes? And what a great idea emailer Tom has. It's time to hold St. Paul officials to the same standards that they hold landlords. Maximum 3% increase in rent for landlords. Maximum 3% increase in property taxes. Okay. I like that. So much that I might steal it. <laughs> but the uh, the rent control, that, that didn't work out too well for the city. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Huh. Only. Only. <laughs> Because, really? hey, they're back in Marlis Park. You mentioned they made that. It. Oh, yes. No, no, nice. I didn't mention I mentioned they were flying there. Oh, that's they're right. They're there now. Okay. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from the Traveling Lymans in Marlis Park in Moom, in Oom, in Moom, Pumalanga, South Africa. Find their exploits at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day in 1882. Joe, today is December 13th. The Northwestern Telephone Exchange began operating in Faribault with 40 customers. And again, I wonder why Faribault always makes this day in history. We're an important city, Joe. (laughs) On this day in 1994, what happened in the world of sports? December 13th, 1994 Mm. would be... What what happened in 1994? Something soccer-related. Was it soccer? No, hockey-related. Was it the last Northstar game? Nope. The demolition of the Metropolitan Sports Center began. 93 was the last year of the North Stars. Uh, The first bombing attempt with a detonator button pressed by Michael Franzen was largely unsuccessful, with much of the building still standing (laughs) 10 minutes after the scheduled implosion. Well, it was built like a brick bleep house. Right. You know, it was tough to bring down. Eventually, the structure was brought down with bulldozers and other heavy equipment. It was a wonderful building for its time. I thought you weren't a fan of that. Oh, no, I was a fan of that. It was a wonderful building. Well, I was a fan of anything that got hockey here. And it or was it the press here. box that you and Pat did not like? No, I didn't mind that at all. Oh, okay. I, we minded the auxiliary press box that Norm Green hastily installed. Oh, maybe that's what I'm for the Stanley of. Cup playoffs in '91 when he knocked out a wall in the end zone <laughs> and had us peering through a slot like a submarine slit in a window. <laughs> I I minded that, but no, it was it was uh, for its time. It was as up to date as any. Hockey arena in the country. They've all been surpassed now by the open concourse architecture. Sure. So that's what happened on this day in 1994. When, uh, when I first moved down there, uh, I would go to concerts down there without even having a ticket just to party in the parking lot. I went to many <laughs> concerts in that building. Legendary parties in that parking lot, Reavers. Unbelievable. Were you there the night the Stones played and the uh, we had to evacuate because of Smoke bombs and stuff. No, I might have been in the parking lot though. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I suppose I saw more people there than any other venue. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Great place. Now, based upon the origination of North Star Confidential, did you do it from Met Center? No. Oh, no, I did that from home. Okay. Yeah. No game tonight. That that'd be about <laughs> it. <laughs> I saw Wilson Pickett on a bill with the Hollies there. 
Wow. Crazy. The original. Wow. You're old. Yeah. <laughs> that neat. Was that uh, like in the 70s or late that 60s? That had to be half a room. It'll be in the early 70s. Was that half? Early that 70s. was half a room, right? I remember we were standing on the floor. Yeah, but I can't see them selling. The Hollies were pretty big then, Kenny. He, yeah. The heavy was out, uh, long, cool woman in a black dress. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Saw some, Wilson Pickett. There. Saw Fleetwood Mac there, the Eagles there, Grateful Dead there, Stones there. Uh, I, I saw the police there. Was that the dead in the uh, 90s? The band or Bloomington's finest? No, it would have been the dead in the 70s. Okay, all right. And saw Bruce Springsteen there. I told you that story where the CP hit me in the rib oh, and yeah. said, he's falling for that chick. And it turns out that was, uh, what's was that, name? Was that 84 when Dancing in the Dark came out? No, it was the police, no. not Springsteen. Oh, oh, I oh was... I'm sorry. I saw Springsteen there, too, and that's when she told me that. No, I saw the police in the early 80s. Then saw Springsteen there, Tunnel like Love Tour. 86 or 7. Yeah, yeah. 87 probably. Yeah. 84, he was in downtown. Saw Frank St. Sinatra there. Sammy Davis. The Rat keep, Pack. Want me to keep going? Sure, why not? Oh, I was at that show, Such. Yeah. I was on the floor for that. I wasn't in the floor for that. That was, yeah. 80, that was 87, I think. Yep, I was, yeah. Boy, that was, everything came together that night. Let me tell you something. Yeah. yeah. That was a legendary Good day to night. be the soul man, huh? All right, sure Gilles. Thank Boy. you. Buckle down for that winter weather. We went from there to Big Head Todd at the Caboose. You know who oh, became a great friend of Big Head Todd? The Reverend Michael O'Connell, the rector of the Basilica of St. Oh. Mary's. It got to where Big Head Todd wouldn't start playing until Michael showed up. Yeah, that was a, that was a good band. I really enjoyed them. GLers, do us a favor. Subscribe to us on the YouTube page. And if you haven't done so yet, well, you can give the gift of Garage Logic by signing up someone that you know for the Garage Logic Town Council. That's right. Find out more at the website, garagelogic.com. Brooklyn Center High School, you're despicable. It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. GLers, now's the time for you to do the same. So pick up the phone and make that call for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you're always going to get straight talk. You are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh, boy, it sounds like a broken record, but is the Fed seriously considering raising Raising the interest rate again? Yes, Chris. The Fed is going to continue raising interest rates. I'm guessing at least until March of 2021. The Fed really wants to stomp out inflation, and they believe that by raising interest rates, tightening the money supply, that that will reduce demand, and demand coming down, prices will come down with that, and that will uh, bring inflation down to their quote-unquote target of 2%. Well, given where rents are, and today the CPI number came out, it was lower than expected on the back uh, primarily of oil prices coming down, gasoline prices coming down, and some other major uh, costs also 
coming down, but housing or rent uh, was still up. And housing pr- housing related expenses make up one third of the consumer price index. I do not know about you, but I do know from my children who are renters, rents and housing related costs represent one third of the CPI. And with that, those costs still up, the CPI number is not going to come down to the Fed's 2% inflation inflation level. So do expect interest rates to remain higher for longer into 2023. I do believe that the Fed is going to stop with their interest rate raises sometime in March or April. I don't think they're going to pivot, start reducing those rates unless there is a major breakdown in the financial system, significantly break something. But I do expect, should the economy slow down significantly, that the Fed will reverse course and start lowering interest rates and maybe late in 2023 or into 2024. So the Fed is still going to be somewhat in command of the markets. Bond prices are starting to go up as yields go down. I'm still focused in on stocks and particularly stocks that have growing sales, which would grow their earnings and even companies that are that are paying paying some dividends. Right now, you know, I am putting together companies that I would look at into 2023, but I'm still maintaining my overweight in favorite Apple. And it does have known known problems that I think will be resolved in early 2023. Amazon, which has been extremely frustrating this year in terms of stock performance, which Amazon's performance has definitely hurt my results, but I am sticking with that very, very strong company, as I do believe they'll continue to take market share. I do like my leisure-related companies, including some China reopening investments related to uh, casinos. And of course, always like having a little real estate in the portfolio to generate some nice yield. Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got it. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.